and amen somehow seems appropriate. Good morning, everyone. Days like today, it looks like we could fill up the chairs one of these days. That would be a good thing. I know that I rarely do this, so so don't anybody like keel over from shock, but my name <laughs> is Nita. And, uh, you know, the, the, the best thing I do on Sundays is come here and get to look at all of your faces for an hour or so. Um, I, I sometimes I really wish that we had some kind of a system that would allow someone, uh, would allow you guys, like this chair right here, like somebody could talk, come and sit in that chair and just watch your faces all day. And it's, uh, it's just a good reminder that we are not on this path alone. You know, um, many of us are aware that we are walking a path that is somehow slightly off from a lot of our friends and our families and our loved ones. For some of us, the path is way over there to heck and gone, different than where our family and friends are. And so it's a good thing when we can come together and actually see no matter how much practice we may have on our own, and we need our own practices, but no matter how devoted we are in our solitary practices, and no, no matter how devoted we are to meditating, to prayer, to doing our affirmations and our denials, plus whatever kind of spiritual practices feed you, it is good to remember that we're not alone. Now, of course, we know we could never be alone because we are all that one power, one presence, that divine mind expressing at the point that each one of us is. But we are actually living in a physical world where we have physical bodies which are separate from one another. And sometimes when we're working on our spiritual path, the physical life can seem lonely or separate or any of those kinds of things. So it is good for us to come together. It is good for us to know that we are indeed one. And one looks different every single week. And it's a good picture that you guys present. I'm going to invite you each to join with me as we speak our opening affirmation. And again, an affirmation is not something that we say to try and make it come true. It's, it's not like Harry Potter doing the Patronus, you know, chant or whatever it is. Uh, it is not an incantation. It is an affirmation. It is words that allow our human mind to remember and to come into more closely aligned state of beingness with the spiritual of us, which is always present. So one of the ways that we do that in this community is by speaking these words together, which are uh, sort of a morphed into what they are now through Charles Fillmore, back to the Bible, and allowing us to take words of wisdom and together speak them, give them power, and remind ourselves of the truth of what we are. So if you will, assume whatever is a position of power and knowing for you. And if that means you want to stand up and do the like the big Superman, Wonder Woman pose, feel free to do that as well. We take a deep breath. 
and with all of our power we speak the word. Releasing the things that are behind, I realize I am strong, positive, powerful, wise, loving, fearless, free spirit. I am the infinite, expressing at the point I am. I am peace in the midst of all matters. And so it is. And it's especially important, I think, that we remember that last... Well, it's all important, but to remember that we are the peace which is present in everything. Because sometimes we get in the middle of chaos, don't we? Sometimes we get in the middle of drama. And it can be very easy when we're in the middle of chaos and drama, whether it's just the chaos and drama of, as I kind of played around last week with the chaos and drama that can arise around something really goofy like how do you load a dishwasher properly, or the chaos and drama of being in traffic, or the chaos and drama that seems to be prevalent on our planet at this point. And we have to always remember that the biggest blessing of new thought, the biggest blessing to me of studying and learning and integrating truth into my life is to remember that we are never victims of any of that chaos. That we are, in truth, the place where peace can begin in any moment of chaos. So if we're still looking outside of ourselves for somebody to fix all of the stuff that seems to be wrong, we are looking in the wrong direction. We need to look within, and we need to remember that within me, within me, right here, right now, is all of the peace that is necessary. And that as I am willing to be that peace that the world will be better for it. One of the things, some, somewhere in Thich Nhat Hanh's writings and teachings and talks, he mentioned about having been on the boats leaving Vietnam during all of that chaos. And of course any of us can imagine what the chaos must have been for those people who were leaving a war-torn nation and going out into the ocean on rafts and little boats and various kinds of sea vessels that were probably overloaded way more than they were ever meant to be. And his statement was that he realized that there needed to be someone, at least one person, on each one of those seagoing vessels that could be the peace which is ever present. Because without at least one person holding that peace that all would be lost and so we are not normally in positions where us being and expressing and holding the awareness of peace is that critical except that's from an appearance only if we wish to lessen the drama in our lives if we wish to lessen the drama in our families' lives and our friends even in traffic And if we wish to truly lessen the drama that seems to periodically overwhelm and wash over the human race, it's us. 
And I don't mean that just in the sense of only unity has the message that does this. What I mean is it's each and every single one of us, whatever our faith tradition is, it's each and every single solitary one of us taking responsibility for raising the consciousness of the whole. And so that I am peace in the midst of all matters is for me the core at the base of every prayer I pray. And that, dear folks, is what our lesson is going to be today, is prayer. Ernie, our next slide. We've been uh, focusing since the beginning of the year on what the basic unity principles are. And so I gave you all this little mnemonic that, uh, you know, that will hopefully help you if someone says to you, what is it that unity does anyway that you actually can explain in a, in a brief couple of sentences? Well, you know, if, if someone asks me, what does unity teach? What does unity believe? My basic, my basic elevator speech or parking lot speech has become, we believe that there's only one power present in the world. We don't believe in any oppositional, it's, it's one. Whatever name you want to give to it, whether it's God, Allah, whatever. One power, one source of life, one infinite potential. And we believe that that is good without opposite. There Again, there is no devil out there playing in the fields here. It is good without opposite. We believe that as we were created in the image and likeness of that goodness, that we are also good. We believe that it is the work of our minds to think in a healthy manner and that the activity of our thoughts actually allows us to assume power over the day-to-day experiences and how they resonate with us. Now I do usually throw in, I don't mean by that that we believe that, you know, if somebody gets hit by a bus, they were thinking thoughts that the bus hit them. What it means is that whatever happens, we have the power to respond as we choose. We can choose victimhood or we can choose truth. And we believe that the way we do this primarily is through prayer and meditation. Lastly, we really don't think that church is supposed to be an hour and a half on Sunday and that our spiritual life should be closed in to the little box that gets checked every day. We believe that as we learn these things, it's necessary for us to act in alignment with them. And you know, most people don't argue with that. If, uh, you know, if it doesn't matter what doesn't matter, generally speaking, if someone has a faith tradition or not. Most people will align around those principles and the fact that we are responsible for our actions in the world. We are responsible for living the truth we know. Now certainly there are those who, when, if, I, if I say to someone we don't believe there is an entity of the devil, there are people who do believe that. And, you know, I just, I just present to them that I understand we all have different ways of looking at things. In my particular faith tradition, the devil is just the adverse ego. It's just that personification in mind 
that somehow wants to make us afraid to keep us safe. We have a faulty belief that if we stay afraid, we will stay diligent. If you're always concerned, that then you will be ready for what comes next. I am really, I've been trying for like almost 65 years now to, to stop thinking that way. And, you know, I'm any given day, better or worse. But the thing is, I recognize more now when I'm moving into that state of victimhood. And everybody does it. We can read in Charles Fillmore's writings where he was in victim consciousness. We can read about Jesus that last night when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane and basically said, we are told, it is reported that he, had, that he said something to the effect of, okay God, if there's any way that we don't have to do this thing, that would be good with me. However, he also knew that he was willing to do what was his to do. So with these as our foundation, what are some of our basic practices? How do we put these things into action? Ernie, next slide. The first thing that I'm going to talk about is affirmative prayer. Now, some of you, I'm sure that as soon as you see that, you go, oh my gosh, I've been in unity for 40 years, 50 years, 60 years. I was born into it. I have heard about nothing but prayer my whole life. I surely know everything there is to know about affirmative prayer. Well, maybe you do. I do not. Uh, I, I heard something this week that kind of has po- caused one sentence spoken by one person and I have spent the better part of a week realizing, yeah, I, I, uh, that, that's a true thing. And what was said, and this was uh, Reverend Paul Hasselbeck's uh, current iteration of uh, metaph- metaphysical romp, He made the statement, he said, you know, so many of us, we say, yeah, we pray affirmatively. We pray from God, not to God. We we all, quote, know what that means. But do we really stop and think that every time our prayer is to try and fix something, that we are not praying affirmatively, that we are actually in some way Instead of focusing on the good, what are we focusing on if we're trying to get something fixed? We are devoting our prayer energy to not enough of some type, to unsafeness in some area. If we're trying to fix our job situation, we have decided, we have named our job in some way bad. And we are in some way saying, in effect... Dear God, please fix this terrible job I've got and get me a better one. And we would say, oh, no, 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 that's not what I'm doing. But it is the law of mind action, which is right there basic in our five principles, that we believe that our thoughts held in mind tend to produce more thoughts of the same kind. And as we create more and more thoughts... They color our whole way of being in the world. And if I have decided that I am experiencing such, a such, if it is bad enough for me to have to pray about it, which, you know, be truthful, that's kind of where we are an awful lot of the time. 
we'll do our affirmations, we'll, and then something keeps... And finally it's like, okay, I need to really do something about this. If it has gotten to the point that we feel we need to pray about it to get it fixed, what has been happening is that we have been on some level allowing our mind to live in fear and victim consciousness around that thing. And it's really, it's a challenge living in these human worlds with checkbooks and, you know, checkbooks and cars that break down and people that want to yell about everything. It's really, really easy for us to just say, okay, I know that all of this somehow can be fixed. So I am just going to, my prayer is that all of this be fixed. And what, again, are we focusing on? We're focusing on the drama. We're focusing on the lack. We're focusing on all of that. When we say that we are praying from a consciousness of God, what we mean is not that I know that I have within me the divine spark and I know that somehow all of this will translate to fix all this terrible stuff that's going on. What affirmative prayer is is aligning yourself with truth, allowing yourself to relax your mental state of chaos and confusion, allowing yourself to be fully present exactly where you are, as you are, who you are, and what you are. Relaxing into that, allowing yourself to focus your thoughts on the good without opposite which is always present, moving into stillness, knowing that abundance is. I am peace in the midst of all matters. I am the creative energy of the universe expressing infinite potential and possibility right here, right now. And we allow ourselves to be so aligned with truth that we can speak our word and know. This is not, I think it's probably that way because that's what Nita says every week and I've taken some classes and it sounds like that's what everybody's talking about and daily word kind of seems to, and Oprah, you know, Oprah's all over this. (laughs) So that is not realization thinking. That is hopeful thinking it's more positive than watching some of the news networks 24 hours a day but it is not praying from a consciousness of the Christ you are we have no real examples in the Bible where Jesus kind of sat there and said well I think probably by the time I get to Bethany probably maybe Lazarus won't be too far gone probably I think I can probably go in there and I I can maybe pull this thing off. That is not the example we were given. Now we also, nobody was taking notes. And Jesus was a human. And I would suspect at some point that those, those types of thoughts in the beginning did populate his mind. But by the time he arrived at the opening of the tomb... His words were not, hey, if it's what's best for everybody concerned, Lazarus, come on out. It was, Lazarus, come forth. 
There was no if, there was no and, there was no maybe if all the stars are aligned right and if, you know, the moon is in this and, you know, if the weather is like that. It was Lazarus come forth. This is what our prayer time is to cultivate. When we as those of us who have become credentialed leaders in unity, at some point we have had to learn that five-step five prayer process, relaxation, concentration, meditation, realization, and appreciation. So all of us who have letters before or after our names should be able to rattle it off like that. However, actually doing it and coming to that point of knowing and knowing that you know, speaking your word, and then staying strong and utilizing your faculty of strength so that even in the face of evidence to the contrary, you still know truth. That is what it means to pray affirmatively from the consciousness of the Christ within. So what this means is we hold in prayer, we hold that knowing of peace, we hold the knowing of truth. We so, Fillmore used the word inoculate. And you know, I, I really appreciate updating language and things, but I somehow I love that he used the word that we inoculate ourselves with truth. Because if you don't, What's going to happen the next time you're in a conversation and there's five people talking about how bad things are? You are going to hear your voice joining in. The next time that you are, you find yourself watching 14 ads for pharmaceuticals, one after the other, after the other, after the other, after the other, you may find yourself going, you know, I wonder if that pain I've been having is really something. To pray affirmatively means that every single time that you become aware that you have gotten out of your alignment of knowing truth, that you pause, you deny that these outer events have any power, and not just any power over me, because you know that's kind of like, because I know they're really powerful, but I'm putting the little protective bubble around me. So they may still have power, but not over me. No, they have no power. End of sentence. Chaos, fear, destruction has no power unless we choose to give it to it. One of my favorite fantasies is just what would happen if tomorrow we all woke up and said, you know what, I am going to absolutely live my day today knowing that the world is good that every human out there is the Christ in expression, that no matter what the evidence is, that this is all exactly perfect. And I will not listen, I will not entertain a single thought to the contrary. Hmm. Would we keep the TV turned on? Maybe we would, maybe we would not. But would we join in in the, oh my God, things are so bad, they've never been this bad before, I don't remember a time since I've been born that things have been so divisive. Would it be, oh my God, and and this is out of my brain, 
Oh my God, I have plane tickets for the 1st of March. Will this whole mess that involves all the airports and the federal workers, will it be done by then? Because i got to get on that plane no matter what. How about if I just be peace and allow that to be the end of the sentence? I am peace in the midst of all matters. So we're going to move into a time of affirmative prayer. And because it is so ingrained in us that prayer is somehow supposed to fix stuff, and I am not going to say that prayer is not a healing activity. It is. But it's a healing activity because it allows us to move into that state of good without opposite. So I, as I lead you through this time, this process, my focus will be on peace. If you have something in your own life that you have felt needs to be fixed, I'm going to invite you right here and right now before we even begin to mentally figure out which divine idea is it that is not being fully expressed in your feeling of lack in some way. If you have a health issue that you're just feeling like I have been praying and praying and praying and praying about this forever, perhaps moving and focusing not on what needs to be fixed, but right here, right now, before we move in there, say, you know, the divine idea of wholeness in expression is really what I want. Stop wanting to fix that and start wanting and desiring to express the divine attribute that addresses that. Does that make sense to you? If you're feeling lack in dollars, in money, perhaps focus on the abundant universe that we live in. Oh my goodness, you know, they have decided there are literally billions and billions of galaxies in a postage stamp size of what looks like blackness in the night sky. How much more infinitely abundant could life be? So we are going to go through those five steps. Relaxation. I'm going to invite you now to simply begin to just go, (sighs) allow your shoulders to be rested. I know that some of you, some of this, just simply being here and hearing me say some of this stuff has got your ego mind kind of all in a huff already. It's just the way we are. Well, she's just talking crazy talk. This thing does need to be fixed. We're not going to fix anything by just sitting around praying. And nobody's saying we are going to fix anything by sitting around praying. We are going to allow ourselves to know truth and through that be inspired to take whatever actions we may need to take. But we begin by simple relaxation. So allow yourselves to just be safe, to know that in this moment you have nothing else that you're responsible for. For me, as you all know, music is a great aid to relaxing. So as we hear this next song play, feel free to sing if you wish. Feel free to simply allow yourselves to relax more fully. There will be a point when we will come to our meditation time. If you already have a meditation technique, use that. 
If you do not, perhaps just choose a word. Peace. Peace. I am peace. Something short. And don't have an, don't have an argument with yourself in the middle of prayer that maybe you picked the wrong word. Don't say, you know, I've been praying pretty good with this for 40 years, but maybe I should try peace. Hmm. Do what you do. So again, we just become still. The breath, that sacred breath, the breath that animates us. We don't have to think about it. We don't have to wait for it. We don't have to save it up. From the moment we come into this expression of life until the moment that we leave, breath, spirit, source, is present at the point we are. So we allow ourselves to breathe fully. Allow ourselves to be comfortable. Allow ourselves to mentally put aside anything that may be bothering us in this moment. We can pick it up later. It'll still be there. I certainly am not going to take off with your problems in the middle of prayer. I can't imagine the person sitting next to you wants your problems either. So we just set them aside for now. And to further that relaxation, we allow ourselves to simply hear and experience this song. When I pray I feel my heart go deeper my heart go deeper into my God
feel my love go deeper, my love go deeper into my God. When I pray, I feel my love go deeper, my love go deeper into my God. Right here, right now, right where I am, I pray. Right here, right now, right where I am, I pray. Right here, right now, right where I am, I pray. Right here, right now, right where I am, ourselves into knowing truth, we begin to simply focus our thoughts in what our co-founder Myrtle Fillmore referred to as the Godward direction. For me, I begin to think of the divine ideas of light, of love, of peace, of abundance, of good. If thoughts come to mind that are contrary to those, I say, get behind me. I give no power. These things that change have no power. I focus my thoughts and I allow my feeling nature to come into alignment with knowing eternal truth. In the realm of the absolute is changeless, unchanging, unchangeable, good without opposite We engage our feeling nature and our faculty of imagination to just imagine the feeling of peace without opposite, of infinite supply, of love emanating forth continually. of knowing that we are 
that absolute good expressing right here, right now as us. How amazing that of all of the possibilities of all of the potential in the entire universe I am know that truth for yourself we recognize in that alignment with truth that all is well and truly good And so as we move into our time of meditation, we create a gateway to silence. And not the silence that's simply the absence of noise, but the infinite, eternal stillness, always present. From this consciousness of the awareness of the Christ within, which is the divine, the infinite, all possibility and potential centered right here, right now, at the point of you, at the point of me, at the point of each and every being with whom we share this experience of life. We remember that within that Christed beingness are all of the ideas, all of the divine good, all abundance, all wholeness, all beauty, infinite harmony, divinely aligned and expressing order. life that we have the ability to understand that we have the ability to discern wisdom that we have the ability to choose our path to remember that we have the faculty of dominion of power And that power is infinite and complete. 
at the point of each and every one of us. So in this moment of the realization of truth, we claim our good. We claim our birthright of abundance, of perfect wholeness, of love, of joy, of peace. We even realize that we have the infinite capability to release that which does not serve us, that which has confused us, that which has bogged us down. We release anything unlike good that may have shown up in our human consciousness. We, faculty, we utilize our faculty of strength to persevere in remembering this. Every time that a thought contradictory to peace enters our consciousness, we say, no, this has no power. I am the infinite divine good of the universe expressing at the point I am and I choose peace. I choose truth. I choose to express the good which is omnipresent. I choose to walk with wisdom. I choose to act as the peace I am. I claim my power, I claim my good. And I claim this not only for myself, but I claim the awakening and the expression of this same awareness in all beings everywhere. We raise the consciousness of the whole through raising the consciousness that we are. And knowing these things, we have no need of fear, we have no need of worry. We are truly, truly free. And such appreciation, again, allow yourselves to feel that appreciation. Feel this goodness coursing through the very life within you. Feel the, the good and the light and the love emanating from you at the, for, at the point of your fingertips, through your scalp, through your whole being to know truth and to feel the appreciation for all of those who have taught this truth. We offer our gratitude. We offer our thanks. We offer our love, our light, our peace in service to the highest potential, the highest possibilities. And we choose to align our actions with this as we go forth in our day. We choose to remember that each moment is a moment of power and that we are strong, 
positive, powerful, wise, loving, fearless, free spirit expressing at the point of each and every one of us. We choose to behave in a manner that reflects our awareness that we are the peace that is in the midst of everything. We know these things. We know them at the core of our being. We choose to believe them. We choose to reflect them in our lives. We know this is so and so it is. Amen. This week for your homework. The invitation that I'm going that I'm going to extend to you for this week is that in any moment that you feel yourself being sort of pulled out of focus. And and I, I've mentioned before, I'm kind of sorry we don't have fine-tuning knobs on our television sets anymore um, and that our radios just seek and scan because to know that we can make the infinite adjustments that are necessary in any given moment and that we already have within us all that we need to do that. So if you feel yourself about to speak the words that are not helpful, if you find yourself having the thought that someone else is not expressing their own Christed awareness, I don't even have to finish that one, do I? I can just see all the little light bulbs going off. So that's your homework. I suspect we'll all have an opportunity to practice this probably like in the next 15 minutes. Uh, And it's really easier when we're here together. Uh, But the other side of that, remember that also you are the focal point of your own loving kindness as well. So remember that the one that probably needs your loving kindness the most is you. So that's your homework. Thank you for being here. Thank you for praying with me. It's really a nice thing when we can all come together and create that knowingness from spirit, from truth, for what we are right here, right now. Thank you, all of you.